irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to Animal News Magazine with Nancy DeFabio, only on L.A. Talk Radio. Prosecutor finds no crime in Santa Anita horse racing deaths, hunting for dollars, and more. Hello, I'm William Mayoff. And I am Nancy DeFabio, and we are here with our producer, Dale Chadwick. How's it going? Hi, Dale. How's it going? Welcome to Animal News Magazine. This is a live radio show about animals. And those who have been listening before, you know that the topics range from animals in science to animals in entertainment to animals in religion and to animals in agriculture. Animals play an important role in our daily lives. And this show is about increasing our knowledge and our understanding of the animal world. And from all that great information that you get from this show, you can draw your own conclusions. But we do have our opinions. Um, we try to stay, we try to give you the facts, but we do have our formulated opinions, don't we, William? We do. So our guest today is Rosemary Marchetto. She might be a paisano, I don't know. She's the founder of um, the Pet Groomers Licensing Act of New Jersey. And this is another inspirational story. Uh, a few weeks ago, we had uh, Ingrid Newkirk of PETA. She's the founder and president of PETA. And she, I mean, she gave us an inspiring story for me, how one person with her friends in a basement can create such an amazing um, animal rights group. And I think Rosemary um, is very similar to that. She's one person. I don't think she's a lawyer or in any government agency. And she managed to get um, a bill, a very important bill, uh, Past, it's almost past in uh, in New Jersey. So I think that's really exciting how she took matters in her own hands and is trying to change things for uh, for pets. So, and this show is very instructive. So it's not you can listen to it for the entertainment value that it has, and it does because you're very entertaining. Yeah, we're both very entertaining, especially <laughs> the humor, the stab at humor. What a stab! But. We give you something to take home, take to your car, take to your home, take to your apartment, wherever. A formula. So this is why we have Rosemary Marquette. She's going right. to give us little initiatives that you can take. Correct. And get it done yourself if Correct. not. Correct. And we have, I think you went too quickly over Miss Newkirk's. Uh, the, 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 yeah, her, she's. Uh, her visit on this show as a guest is, is excellent. And that's a top caliber founder of PETA. Isn't she going to be on the Bill Maher show? And she's going to be on Bill Maher's HBO, you know, real time with Bill Maher next Saturday. Yeah, I think next Saturday. So uh, she's a top flight, like they would say, tete clack, top flight. Top uh, flight. Tip-top, tip-top. Well, that's it. I mean, you can be any, just as long as you have a pulse, you can make a change. Right. So that's the message. But before we get started with the, um, the news... Uh, a Canadian psychologist is selling a video that teaches you how to test your dog's IQ. You know, on TV, they say, we'll sell you this video. It's uh, about how to sh- how you can tell what your dog's IQ is. Because I, I need to know that. Yeah. So it's a video that teaches you how to test your dog's IQ. And here's how it works. If you spend twelve ninety nine for the video, your dog is smarter than you. <laughs> Nancy, you got to write this joke book. This uh, I give credit to Jay Lando for that Is joke. Is that right? I love him. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Jay Lando's joke, people. So if you so. spend twelve ninety nine on, on uh, <laughs> for the video, your dog is smarter than you. Your dog smarter than you. That's a classic. <laughs> 
I know, love Jay Leno. We're running around talking about that too all, all week. What else do we have in your humor book? That's it. Now we have to get serious. Okay, then, well, let's get a little serious here. According to a report issued in December of last year, yeah, just a couple of weeks ago, three weeks right. ago was December last year, California prosecutors found no evidence of animal cruelty or other crimes or an investigation into a spike in horse deaths at Santa Anita Park racetrack over the past year. You've been hearing a lot about that locally here in Southern California right. and others. Horse deaths all the time. Just Horrible. had one the other day. Uh, and a task force formed by the Los Angeles District Attorney found the 49 deaths at the track. 49 deaths at the track during a 12-month period ending in June occurred at a rate higher than the national average, but lower than some years in the past decade and lower than Churchill Downs in Kentucky, that famous Another track. famous racetrack. Right. The investigation was one of several actions taken after 23 deaths at the California track during the winter-spring season from December 30th to March 31st caused an uproar that included demands to shut down the horse racing track altogether in California. This led to regulatory changes in the state, new rules in California severely limited medications and forced stakeholders to maintain paper trails for every treatment given to a horse. That's the new rules in California, but there's also legislation that's being introduced. So they're doing something about it. They're trying because the public said, no, this is not, this, we're not going to take this anymore. I've never heard of such, such, such mortality and so many horse deaths that at one track, it's unbelievable. Now then, anyway, a total of four, 56 horses have died at the track since July 2018. The most notable death came in November after Mongolian groom a four-year-old gelding stumbled in the final turn of the $6 million Breeders' Cup Classic in front of nearly 70,000 fans and a prime-time television audience to boot. The horse was later euthanized. The report found no evidence that owners, trainers, jockeys, or jockeys intentionally made an injured horse race or that the track had pressure jockeys or trainers to race when uh, there were concerns about weather, the tr- weather or the track condition. While eight drugs were found in several of the horses that died, none was illegal, and quantities did not exceed legal limits. The Horse Racing Integrity Act of 2019 was introduced in the House of Representatives on March 14, 2019, in response to increasing public sentiment, moving away from just eliminating doping in horse racing to eliminating horse racing itself. The bill is being supported by the Breeders' Cup, the Jockey Club, and Stronach Group, which owns Santa Anita Park Racetrack here in Southern California. The proposed law states that the use of therapeutic medications in horse racing in the United States must place the health and welfare of the horse at the highest level of priority while achieving consistency with the uses permitted in major international horse racing jurisdictions. It adds that the use of drugs capable of affecting the results of a horse race, also known as performance drugs, and therapeutic medications used in horse racing should be consistent with internationally accepted best practices. In a presentation to the Jockey Club, California Horse Racing Board, Equine Medical Director Dr. Rick Arthur stated that 90% of all horses dying from musculoskeletal injuries while racing or training have a prior injury at the site of their fatal injury. He went on to say that racing fatality rates in the U.S. are two to three times higher than other major racing countries that don't allow f- 
phenyl buzat zone. I need you to give me some of these difficult chemical names here and other drugs. Phenylbutazone for horses is a drug used to treat pain and inflammation associated with fractures, arthritis, and painful injuries to the limbs and joints. In the U.S. and Canada, horses' bones snap when they're medicated with pain-relieving drugs and forced to run while injured. Consequently, they die. So, okay, medication... Straighten this out, Nancy. Okay. First of all, Congress needs to do its research because in Europe, they don't, they're talking about permitting drugs that are within international horse racing accepted practices okay. and all that. Right. Well, in Europe, they don't do that. So that's the main difference, the glaring difference between the U.S. and European horse races. They do not drug their horses. So their drugs are not allowed in European horse races. Everybody was wondering at one point, why are these horses dying? Why are these horses dying? Because the, these drugs that we... That we inject the horses with are legal and used extensively. So, uh, per- particularly, it's called a furosemide. It's better known as Lasix or Lasix, L A S I X. The drug helps prevent horses' lungs from bleeding during races. So, in Europe, the horses race and their and their lungs don't bleed. So, I, I, if I'm understanding correctly, if they don't medicate these horses uh, in in Europe. That means that these horses are healthier horses of in course. Europe. And, and in the U.S., they'll take a sickly horse, they'll medicate the horse, right. and that, that's an inhumane thing, and that should be illegal. Yeah, so, if the right. horse is not healthy enough to be racing drug-free, it shouldn't be artificially right. infused with all these drugs, right. and that's why we have mortality rate, and plus it's cruel to the exactly. animal. Exactly. Is that correct? Well, that's it, because okay. the, you know we have these horror stories in the U.S. Oh, if we don't use this Lasix drug, they're going to bleed to death and drop in front of then people they're not fit when race, they're running. Right? They're not fit to race. But, they're, but the thing is, it's not true. You don't have to give them this drug. They, in Europe, they don't give them their drug, and they don't bleed to death. They don't do, it's Are they not healthier an, horses in Europe? Yeah, well, of course. So Lasix is an anti-bleeding medication right. that we give horses that you the vets use it in horse racing to prevent respiratory bleeding in horses when they run at a high speed. It's a prevention thing. Um, blood enters the lungs uh, when they're running, which causes a pulmonary hemorrhage. I'm not a vet, but it, it can result in death. So it's a preventive thing. So Congress is doing something to reform the use of drugs, uh, the, you know, the infusion of, of drugs, wanna, horses. Are okay. we doing something better in this country? Not really, no, because... Okay, so that's the issue. Because... Th- as long as drugs remain legal in Canada and the U.S., we will continue to hear about these tragic stories because the horse is racing and he breaks his ankle, okay? okay? What they do is they give the drugs a pain medication so he can run and not feel the pain in his ankle. So what happens is most of the time the horse will die as a result of breaking that in that same area, but it's not the second break, which is a fatal break, which is that doctor, you know, uh, that you mentioned before was talking about. Um, so... No. Don't they have any policing agencies, though, that are looking into that? We mentioned... Well, the the, the, uh, Congress is trying... This act that's been sitting in Congress for almost a year, that's how urgent it is. And the only reason they did something about it is because the public was saying, you know, this is... We don't want to... No more horse racing. So they figured, well, better have, you know, uh, more regulated horse racing than no horse racing at all. So people... Yeah, so it's better. So that's why they... But now that people are quiet, they're saying, ah, you know, we have more important things to do. Let's impeach the president, which is never going to happen because the Senate's not going to vote in favor of that. So stuff like that. Better to be... You know, this is... 
that's a very our, important. That's in our politics show. That's not <laughs> no, but I'm show. saying I'm, yeah. I'm being practical. The, this act that they have sitting in in uh, in Congress right now is better than nothing. It's a step in the right direction. But, it's sitting, the but we need to stop medicating these horses. If they broke an ankle, they cannot run. Don't give them Lasix. They are not going to bleed. They don't. It's a, a horse is a horse is a horse. But you know what I'm guessing here. You know, there's a lot of money invested in these horses. In these drugs. You know, and also in the horses. It's like investing in real estate. So if, you know, one money up or one dollar up is the name of the horse or something, you know. One dollar up. One dollar up. And and you've got a horse, an investment team that's invested a few million dollars in a horse. Guess why? Right. They want the horse to go forward in the race. They'll drug that horse yeah. up. They'll put them on whatever they have to put them because they have money invested in that horse. Yeah. You get it? Well, maybe so, they and, should and, put less money in the horse and, and, well, and you know, do it, uh, uh, revise their risk assessment. Right. You know, so say, he, okay, we'll this make, is my risk assessment. This horse hurts. And you, they, when they run this fast, they will get hurt. First of all, I'm totally against, like, for the record here, I don't think horse racing is a sport. I think it's a terrible thing. And I, I think at one fight. day... It's not a bullfight. It's not as cruel as bullfight. But you're racing you know. a horse. Right. A horse is not meant to... You know, if he wants to run on his own, you know, but then so he knows when, when to stop. So when they the horse with the spurs and all that, oh, they, they also whip give, or they they also give like, crack, like the, their version of crack to the horses, performance drugs. So you give a horse performance drugs, you give a horse anti-bleeding drugs, then he breaks his ankle, you give him pain medication, and you expect him to run, and everything's going to be all right? How do they poke the I horse? I didn't even make... know they had horse racing in Europe. Yeah, they do. I didn't even know. So that. how do they poke? They poke the horse and all to make the horse go faster. Do they prod the horse? Yeah, but that's not. Uh, it's not really a pain. Actually, they're thinking of uh, some. They're, they're they're thinking of getting rid of the crop too. But I don't think they don't really. Apparently, I don't know. They don't hit the horse hard enough for the horse to. It's just a tap to give a signal to the horse to go. Well, listen. To be fair, okay, we need some investors. Okay. Who own you know one one dollar short whatever the name of the horses are these days you know say second to run or short little uh, ninny whatever their names are okay freaking frack well freaking frack would be two no people. but we're not coming two up with the names for horses but this big horse investors we invite them to call yeah and and just to let us know why it's very important if they've invested five ten twenty million dollars in a horse why it's important to drug that horse up so the horse jumps. <laughs> Right. We want these rich <laughs> investor guys driving around the Lamborghinis in Southern California or Kentucky, whatever it is, to tell us why it's important, okay, to make good on their investment that that horse be drugged up, risking death of the horse. Just give us a call. You know, we'll, we'll be very hospitable and nice, and then we'll we'll get the you know the the the, the other part of the equation, the, the, those who want yeah. humanity for the horses. Uh, who are who would advocate better to go take a real estate class? You know, uh, you know, invest in apartment buildings overnight, be rich, yeah. and they'll yeah. come to town and they'll help with no money down and no risk. Why not do that instead of invest in the horse? Because it's really a slaughter in Santa Anita. So, ladies and gentlemen out there uh, in Radio Land, you really are hearing this on the radio news every other week and all that. A horse drops dead in Santa yeah. Anita at the local racetrack in Los Angeles. It's unbelievable. I mean, yeah. I know laws. Uh, really California is passing new; it's working on new legislation. But the thing is, this is only going to get fixed. I mean, a step in the right direction is no more drugs. Period. 
And the next step is to just make it illegal. No more, no yeah. more horse racing. I mean, it's over. It's y- finished. And less and less people are going to the races anyway. It's not increasing in popularity. It's decreasing in popularity. If they can do it humanely, it's kind of entertaining. I, I don't no, know. No, it's Maybe not. I find nothing entertaining about it. These okay. are beautiful horses that right. are forced to run, and no. And just it's nothing an artificial, it's an artificial it. environment. Yes, correct. Gotcha. So correct. maybe that can go the way of uh, the circus as well. Correct. You know, correct. Elef- That's the elef- way to go. Elephant standing on a little top hat right, thing. Right, exactly. Playing with a ball like a seal and stuff yeah. like that. So we invite you to call in too and tell us, add to uh, this posture. Yeah, well, yeah, the horse investors. I know, they're, they're graceful, beautiful animals. They they're beautiful. Be you know... I'll tell you very quick because we are we are we're a people show we're a family show we get political sometimes, um, but I got to tell you I went a while back. William Shatner deserves some credit here. James T. Kirk from Star Trek. Okay, um, he's involved with the Kentucky Derby and over here uh, in L.A. He had an auction, uh, and he was right participatory in this. I, I don't know that he's doing actively now. I don't see why not. But anyways. There's a healing effect. He had horses. Right. He loves horses, William Shatner. And they would put these handicapped, crippled kids right. on top of these horses. I don't know the exact science behind it. It's so commendable. They're therapy horses. Yeah, yeah. And, and Shatner was greatly involved. Very involved, And, and yeah. we welcome William Shatner yeah. uh, to, to uh, give us a jingle here on the show. We'll, 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 we'll part the ocean to have him uh, call up. And and they put these handicapped kids on the horses. It's yes. very curative. It's very remedial. Yes. And, and you can use a horse, you know, for those reasons Absolutely. too. Absolutely. Or see what you can do to reform that the horses aren't uh, cruel. Or be a, do a European thing, and let let let's let's not have the horses drop dead. And then Correct. we come to learn that the, they're being uh, ex- overextended to race at all costs. Yeah. I mean, there's no race mystery. You're overdrugging the horse. Yeah. So you just performance drugs, the anti-bleeding drugs. Terrible. I'm sure there's a humane option for right. it. Right. Let's do that. Okay, we, we let's go. So, uh, anyways. You know, I was thrown off by uh, by Willie Nelson coming to town. And we went to that concert. Wasn't he great, Nancy? I love Willie Nelson. Yeah, Willie, and he, he had not Trigger like Roy Rogers or but he triggered his guitar there. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what a great... And, and, yes. And, 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 I don't know how that relevant is to the... Relevant is uh, well, to the, I'm thinking horses Oh, and you're thinking horses. Texas, there you go. Texas. He lives in Texas, just outside of Austin, correct. Yeah, and he's on the yeah. road again. He's on the road again. And he sang a song... We're just deviating here. It's not a rehearsed show, this show, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, as you can see. Very improvised, <laughs> spontaneous, some of it. And I'm blowing that to me. She's not aware of that. And Willie Nelson, God bless I love the guy, 85. He was he sang his kid Mika's song. Right, Nancy? Everything is bullshit. Everything is bullshit. And everything is bullshit. And it was so funny. And he said the musical accompaniment was just fantastic. It was like country, western, Actually, rock and roll. Yeah, and everything is everybody bullshit. Everybody should listen to that song. Yeah, everything is bullshit. And, and it was hilarious. It was it was here in Southern California. And it, that's a little uh, deviation from this. So, but every year, thousands of animals are killed for fun and often cash prizes in wildlife killing contests. During killing contests, also known as derbies and tournaments, hunters will compete to kill as many animals as they can during a specified time period, generally a day or a weekend. These events are legal throughout most of the United States and sometimes held on public lands. The purpose of killing contests is to reduce native wildlife populations, often at the request of local farmers and ranchers, by making killing fun with prizes for various categories of killings, 
such as cash or hunting equipment. There is a prize for the hunter who kills the most animals, the biggest animal, the smallest animal, and so on. Coyotes are the most common animals to be targeted. Some contests encourage the killing of wolves, foxes, bobcats, squirrels, and prairie dogs. Participants often use decoy sounds to lure coyotes and other animals out of hiding. Dogs may be used to flush animals out. Over the course of a weekend, hundreds of coyotes may be slaughtered. When mother coyotes are killed, they leave orphan pups to die of starvation or exposure. The deaths cause packs to become disrupted and displaced. Animals who are injured but not killed may suffer low, painful deaths. I also heard, by the way, Nancy, a public service thing, whatever it was, very quick, on the radio, that if you go ahead and kill a coyote, they're pack animals. Yeah. All you're encouraging, this is like a, I don't know, public service thing. It sounded pretty authoritative. And what you do really is just encourage them to reproduce yes, and make more. Yes, that's right. Because they're pack Correct. animals. They feel the action. Yes. So that's not the way to curtail them. Correct. The way to curtail Correct. them is discourage, eliminate food sources, get rid of your little doggies, contain your garbage. Contain your, yeah. And, you know, Clean up. Clean your act up. But California became the first state to outlaw all killing contests in 2014 with a full prohibition on wildlife killing contests covering non-game mammals and fur bears, including coyotes. So there's a difference between a game animal and a non-game animal. Game animals, there's a hunting season. You only have a period of time where you can actually... Uh, they're wild right. animals and birds where you can kill them. They have buffalo, you bears, reindeers. You get a permit. Um, and you can do it small game too, squirrels, beavers, uh, rabbits, things like that. But non-game animals, um, they include uh, coyotes, flying squirrels, ground squirrels, mountain lions, prairie dogs, rabbits also. And um, for those, there's no closed season. Uh, you'd still need a val- valid hunting license, but you can go out every day of the week. 12 months a year? Yeah. Any there's season? No, yeah. Which are those animals? Uh, they're bobcats, coyotes, uh, squirrels. Oh, you can uh, mountain lions, and do prairie what, dogs. Do what Donald Trump's two sons did, holding up the tails yeah. of the elephant. And they can be hunted any time. So okay. just letting you know that uh, the game animals are, um, they can, you know, there's this particular season, and that's why they have these hunting contests. So, so that's legislation that was introduced on behalf of California. Well, California, it's illegal. It. You can't do it in California. It's currently the law, correct? It's currently the law. So what would you say to the uh, to those that would say, but wait a minute, it thins the herd. There's overpopulation. Well, you know, they're not they're not eating. Uh, you know, they're not they're not preying upon each other, and man has to intervene. And 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 what do you say to that? Well, I say that because hunters uh, they pursue a specific species of wildlife. Some environmentalists argue. Um, that uh, it cre- that hunting actually creates an imbalance. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And uh, it, it, for example, if a predator like wolves, for example, or mountain lions are hunted to lower numbers, their prey will increase in numbers. So you create an imbalance. Oh, wow. And also, like you said, um, they know that there's somebody there's somebody missing, and so they're encouraged to make another. They reproduce. They reproduce. So okay. that, that's. Uh, but this is also, this is also it, well, in 2018, Vermont outlawed coyote, outlawed coyote killing contests. In 2019, Maryland banned cow nose ray killing contests. That's that? a fish, a beautiful fish, just kind of flat. Actually, I think it was endangered, and uh, I guess with the help of these hunting contests, it's um, 
it's 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 a fish, really. It's in the yeah. And this doesn't make the mainstream news. You don't tune in to cable news or to regular news and no. hear about Maryland. But it's a really interesting. It looks like a, f- a shark, but going horizontally. It's really I, I think it's no, no, beautiful. Think these animal kinds of stories they're only brought to you by Animal News Magazine. Yeah. Nancy DeFabio, William Muff, right. L.A. That's Talk right. Radio. Because I could tune in and I don't hear these news stories. In Arizona, Nancy, not for the show, the public would yeah. not know. Arizona in 2019 banned all wildlife killing contests. The Animal Defense Fund has been successfully challenging killing contests on the basis that it is illegal gambling. Because of the lack of legal protections for many of the targeted wildlife species, these lawsuits are generally founded and the illegal gambling nature of the contest due to the cash and other prizes at stake. Through litigation, the L the ALDF has successfully challenged coyote killing contests in Oregon and Kansas. In 2014, the ALDF successfully put an end to an Oregon coyote killing contest by challenging the cruel competition's violation of the state's gambling laws. This approach also put an end to a Kansas killing contest in 2016. These lawsuits are often brought in coalition with other animal protection and environmental organizations. Yeah, I mean, they don't do it alone. You mm. know, ma- many Collective groups effort. get together and they hire good lawyers and they uh, they get creative and they get they get the job done. <laughs> You're right. Those in favor of killing wildlife want us to believe that killing animals equals population control, which equals wildlife conservation. We discussed that. Opponents to hunting claim that animals have their own ways of population control and humans are not needed to aid that process. Hunting has contributed to the historical extinction of animal species all over the world, including the southern Appalachian birds, the passenger pigeon, the Carolina parakeet, the eastern elk, the eastern cougar, the Tasmanian tiger, and the great auk. A-U-K. A-U-K. The University of Michigan predicts overhunting will be the cause of extinction in about 25% of all animal extinctions during the 21st century. Speak to your kids. We don't want extinct animals. In some places, state wildlife agencies even support wildlife killing contests under the guise of species management, although this violates gambling laws and contradicts the latest science. Like every state east of the Mississippi, Illinois is worried are you sure that Illinois is east of the Mississippi, Nancy? Yes. Good. Illinois is worried. We need a we are Animal News Magazine. We get accurate stories here, folks. We have to know our geography. Illinois is worried about its growing population of city slicker coyotes. The animals surged from their original habitat in the west after government-sanctioned predator removal programs also wiped out red and gray wolves. So you see what happened was I was telling you before? Because there's no more so, wolves, there's no more predator, so now you're getting. Uh, so are you telling? So, so is, is there a? Um, are, are are they prey? Are coyotes prey to an animal species? They're prey to wolves. Is that right? Right. So, so wolves feed off the coyotes. Coyo- yes. So there you go. So if you hunt the wolves down, you have a, the population ne- increase of coyotes. They'll go next door, and then Illinois is going to have a big but, problem. No, but the population, if you get rid of the predators, the wolves, the the coyote population will increase. Correct. Because you don't have the natural predator. Wow. So I am just, so learning in this show now. It's fantastic. Well, I just well, talking about this whole science-based thing. I just want to say a few words before we hop on the call with Rosemary. There, in 2018, there's a, a new paper in the journal. Uh, I think the journal is called Science Advances. There's a researcher, researcher called Kyle Artell. 
uh, formerly of, um, oh, actually, he was of Simon Fraser University in British Columbia. This is for English, uh, Canadian, and lot of, we have a lot of listeners in Ontario and sure. British Columbia. He, he and his colleagues, they took a look at whether these hunt management government systems actually work in the U.S. and Canada. Because they say that they have some, these government agencies say that they have these scientific standards, these basic standards um, to determine what animal gets hunted and what period, blah, blah, blah. So in their paper, in their research, they found that the public is told uh, that the decisions are science-based without an explanation of the science. So nobody knows you're talking about science-based, but there's no explanation of the science. And... um, and that it doesn't work. So we don't have enough time on this show to actually explain it. So go look, science in 2018, Science Advances, Kyle Artell, A-R-T-E-L-L-E, and the whole paper will explain to you, you say that, why it doesn't say work. Say that again, please. A-R-T-E-L-L-E. We're always running out of time on this show. Okay, but even That's more important. That's because we're so news-rich, Nancy. Even getting... more important. In 2019, the UN published a report called the Global Assessment Report on Biodiversity and Ecosystem Services. It's a 40-page summary, and it warns. This is the UN. I don't think they have a dog in the show here. warns that mismanaging nature, for example, hunting, would come back to haunt humans in a variety of ways, including food and water shortages, disruptions by invasive species, and humans are creating chaos for wildlife, placing a million species in danger of extinction. So this is, I'm not trying to be an alarmist here, but, you know, it's, these, these are scientists uh, who write these reports in science journals yeah, and, you know, and they're I'm, concerned. So right. maybe so we should be maybe concerned too. Maybe on the next show we can try to get some kind of diversion for the hunters out there, Nancy. On our next show, because because we, our our listening audience probably is not going to be a bunch of hunters, but maybe we can just get some kind of video game or diversion for those guys who have to shoot their guns off all over the. You know, I am, I welcome hunters right? and all these people to call. I because I really want to engage in conversation with them. I want to know what's going through their head. They'll tell why you they do what they do, and not to judge. I just want to understand. Because you know? it's a sport, it's a game. It's like going golf. But how is it a game to you? It's not a game to me. It's a sentient being. It's not a game to me. So I want to understand. I want to under their, their logic. That's what I really. I, I would. I welcome you know, people to call. Well, we're going to transition. We're going to transition. We're making a live call. Yeah, we're talking Rosemary. Nice, yes, the nice Hello? lady. The Rosemary. Person. Yes. Hi, this is Nancy and William from Animal News Magazine. How are you today? Hi. I'm well, thank you. Uh, are you on? Um, I'm having trouble. I wonder, All Chad, because right. I, I, I'm wondering if our listeners can hear you well. Can our listeners? Can you speak? Oh. A little, Rosemary, can you speak a little bit? Yes, absolutely. Let well, me know if you can hear me. If we need to really speak louder. I could hear her beautifully, okay. and I hear beautiful New Jersey, New York accent. Okay. Uh, and welcome that's aboard. That's it's okay. William Mayoff. You're on L.A. Talk Radio Animal News Magazine. Nancy and I are here. This welcome. Thank you for sharing your time with us. Today. Rosemary, first I want to thank you for um, accepting the invitation at such late notice. Uh, we, no, did, we did have a person scheduled, and uh, so I, I mean I really appreciate you uh, just coming on at the last minute. Um, and this is uh, – we're going to talk today of something that is also increasingly important. 
and we're talking about pets. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and and uh, your uh, experience at a New Jersey groomer? And how you got involved. And how you got in involved. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Of course. So I had a six-year-old, very healthy, very happy Shih Tzu named Bijou. Oh, baby. Who I took, who I took to a large um, grooming chain. Pet store grooming chain. Yes, yes. And uh, it was a regular grooming. He's been to different grooming places before, but I thought, it, particularly this one, because it was so large and so well known, that any safety standards and procedures would be followed. Of course. Including believing that they would be licensed. Wow. So I thought I was doing the right thing. Upon arrival, the groomer said to me, I hope this dog doesn't give me a hard time. I had a bad day. And, I, you know, I stopped with a sense of foreboding, but I never thought that the result that I got was actually what was going to happen. And within 45 minutes, they called me that Bijou was dead. Oh, oh God. Terrible. Terrible. Wow. So I have been suffering through this for the past eight years. Only to find out that not only does New Jersey not require door groomers to be licensed, there are no states in the United States. As a matter of fact, there's no license to be had. So a groomer couldn't even go get a license because it doesn't exist. Right. Now, the, the, the misnomer here is that everybody already believes, that door, including myself, that door groomers are licensed. Right. And that's a legitimate expectation. They, yeah, that's very reasonable on your right. part and our part, of course. I wouldn't license a groomer. I just wouldn't even cross my mind. As a matter of fact, um, anyone who I talk to, usually their first response to me is, oh, door groomers aren't licensed? Wow. So yeah. that only leads me to believe that something had to be done. And so I hired an outside attorney to uh, write law called Bijou's Law, and Bijou's Law would require, in addition to door groomers to be licensed, um, it would also outlaw the use of heated cages. I don't know if you know what that is. No, but I sometimes don't. Sometimes when you, yeah, when you go and you have a dog groomed, and there are sometimes many dogs being groomed, they place them in cages with these sort of hot blowers that blow on the dogs to dry them. Oh. And consequently, what's happening is people are walking away and not paying attention, and the dog is being cooked. Oh, my goodness. So, I have received many calls from around the country um, that have asked to please bring this bill to their state because there are so many dog deaths. I don't know if you just heard recently in Las Vegas, um, a puppy was crushed oh. by the dog grooming table. And... This is all due to the lack of policy and procedure. There are simply no standards that tell dog groomers how to groom a dog and what the standards are that's required by the state. And like, you, and like you said, if they're national chains, if they're national big corporations, right. they have the financial wherewithal to go the extra step and make sure they're, Absolutely. they're, yeah, they're licensed, Absolutely. regulated. There's a little bit of oversight. You're 100%. Right. But let me stop you for a minute. You see, and what what I've we've got to commend you about here, okay? Is that you hired an outside lawyer at your risk, at your 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 dime, okay? And you asked yeah. the attorney to go ahead and author some kind of a piece of legislation to initiate that 
So kudos. Credit goes out to you for doing that. People would say, you know what, I'm too busy. They'd yell and scream, it's terrible loss of bijou. And then they go turn the TV on, okay? So this is not a therapy session, but I'm here to recognize that. That's a great step that you, you, you took. And, 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 and now you're changing things now, okay? And we're, we're here to help you also. So you've had influence or impact on on other states or inquiries. So how, well, first, how did how did how did you get a yeah. table to New Jersey? There you go. Well, what happened was I went to my local assemblywoman, which here in Bergen County is Assemblywoman Valerie Vanilli Huddle. Wow! And um, I sat with her and I said, Valerie, I, you know, I just can I just talk to you for for a minute? She said, Sure. What is it? I said. Um, I just want to let you know what happened to me. And uh, when I told her the story that I just told you, she says, you got to be kidding me. I said, no. I said, do you have a dog? She says, yes. I said, uh, well, your dog groomer isn't licensed. She says, you've got to be kidding me. And she called the chief of staff in to do all of the research while I was sitting there just to make sure that the information I was giving her, giving to her was exactly what well, I was saying. Credit to her. Credit her for even yeah. meeting with you and acting upon. Usually, you know, they, they, they come out during elections, and then you don't hear from the, the you know, your, your that's very noble of her to sit down with you. Yeah, that's great. Tell us well, what happened. She, yeah, she has she has a dog, and she said this is outrageous. So, um, she has been spearheading this, and it has passed in the New Jersey Assembly overwhelmingly. It is making its way to the New Jersey State Senate for a vote. However, however, Senator Sweeney has decided to hold back this bill at the last minute. And I can only assume as to why he's holding it back, but I do not know for sure. Well, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because these, uh, well, you probably have an idea. Because these pet stores, these uh, pet groomers, don't, they're they're paying, they're making contributions, so they don't have to go through all the licensing process. Exactly, Nancy, exactly. And I'm I'm stuck in the middle. However, I am am persevering. I'm actually looking for national sponsorship now for somebody who would take this bill nationally. Because this bill um, also, I didn't just write this bill as a knee-jerk reaction. It took me a year to write this bill, wow. along with my attorney, and I also bought, brought in dog groomers. It wasn't just a, a, a quick jump to this. I really put a lot of work into this, and I made sure I had a really good bill. And even the people who were opposing the bill eventually came around and said, yeah, you know what, you're right. And this cr- is a good bill. And credit to you, and it's great that you got actual dog groomers is that, who are supporting this initiative. But let me ask you something. The Senate there in New Jersey... You said Senator Sweeney. Ultimately, isn't there some kind of time limitation where it's going to have to go to vote, and he'll just be outvoted number-wise? You said that in the lower legislature it passed overwhelmingly. Would you not have the support in the Senate in New Jersey? Huh. I don't know because I don't know who is who is knowing who and who's stopping the bill. So you would think that this would have just went right through from the Assembly to the Senate, but it was a year and a half since it passed in the Assembly, and it has still not been posted to the Senate. So are you working so, on petitions on public support to force the Senate to vote in, favor, in favor of it? Well, I can tell you this. I do have a website. Please. And on that website is a petition for people to sign. Please. And to educate themselves about the bill as well as the bill itself. Please tell us the website, please. What is sure. the, web, the website? The, web, the website is B. 
bijousbill.com. B-I-J-O-U-S-B-I-L-L.com. Say it again, please, Rosemary. Slowly spell it out. Do it again, sure. please. Do it again. Sure. It's bijousbill.com. B-I-J-O-U-S-B-I-L-L.com. Got it. Thank you. So in Wait, your case... Her, her legislative, she went to... The lady that you went to first, I didn't jot her name down. She'll know the inner workings of your, your state legislature there, and she'll know why. She, I mean, she does this for a living, right? She's a public servant. She's a legislator. Won't she know why, you know, the Senate, what support there'll be? And then she'll probably know who's lobbying what and all that. I think, I think, and then, and then so I think she's well, a, also, a source. She supported you initially. Well, and if one still. senator gets contributions from a major pet store, pet company, and the other senators don't, I mean, I don't know that one would, would necessarily block the bill from passing the Senate. Right. I think it's going to pass in the Senate, too. I don't know the intimate details yeah. about your state legislature, but think about it. If you, well, if you, if you got support in the lower the house, go ahead, Mary Rose. The problem is, Sure. Thank you. The problem is that Senator Sweeney is also the Senate president. So he's not just a senator, he's the Senate president. Okay. Right, but he can't thwart the will of the Senate. The, you know what I'm saying? He, he can filibuster. He can filibuster. He can actually filibuster. Right. And right. meanwhile, these dogs and cats, too, are going to these groomers. Who are, and, and, okay, and then there's this part two of all this. So... Um, did you find, did you sue the pet company, the big the big pet store? Did yes. you Okay. So what yes. was the outcome? So um I, I won. It was it was a no contest lawsuit. Um they they didn't even put up a fight. As a matter of fact I didn't even have to go to a trial. It was done through uh, mediation and arbitration. Um here's my problem with that. And this is my second piece of legislation that I'll be putting up for a vote. Um in most states, dogs are considered property. Right. So there, there is a cap of $10,000, and, and that's as much as you can possibly sue for if, if something happens to your dog at the groomers. Well, can't you, well, can't you just sue, and sue for 20000 Just because it's a dog doesn't mean you can't go to Superior Court and sue for more than that. No. They'll, 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 I, I'm sure that's I'm sure that you're correct, but I, I wasn't completely learned at the time. I'm an interior designer, right. and um, I, this was kind of thrust upon me, so I kind of navigated through this the best that I could. Yeah. But I can tell you this, guys. I have since taken a course online with Rutgers University to certify myself as a paralegal. Wow. I will be taking a test in the spring for paralegal and hopefully uh, obtaining a position within the New Jersey legislature somewhere working as a paralegal so Smart. I can go ahead and forward other uh, bills. Smart. Power to you, power but to you know, this you, is an example of just a regular person yes, very much ma- making amazing, ama- this is, these are amazing feats. And by the way, Rosemary, William and I are both lawyers, so if you ever need help, oh. Um, you know, with be if you want us to look at some some legislation, or if you want us to give you an opinion on some case law, whatever you have, um, you know, you want a sec a, a legal look at. Uh, by the way, you know, bring it our way. We'll be more than ha- this is what this is all about. We're just reaching out to people and trying to network together to make this world a better place for animals. Now, what's your website? What's the website so she can know? And the, well, it's the Nancy. The email is Nancy at animallawlawyer dot com. 
um, you email me with you if you have any questions. If you want anything to yeah. us to look at anything, we'll be more than happy to help you. Now, uh, that's a very good thing that you're doing with your paralegal certificate. You're actually going to get into and work uh, in government. I, I can't emphasize enough, though. The initial lady, what's her name there, that you went to that helped you out, your, your, your sure. state representative? Sure. She knows the her workings, and she knows the politics, and she knows all the nonsense that they pull and all that. This is a one-man show, even if the, the large pet, co- pet companies, whatever it is, I'm not naming them necessarily, even though I had a little slip there. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Well, it could be pet smart. We it don't know. Be, it could be. It doesn't matter. The, the bottom line is she knows the inner workings. Who knows? Maybe one day she wants to be a senator. Whatever. This one guy can only filibuster to a certain point. There's a time limitation on legislation, and your gal, your, your legislator is going to know that. So that's yeah. what we and, – and then, and then, you know, the people have to speak. The other senators have right. to speak. So, I, I don't know how many in your list. Yeah. So it's got to move on. So I, he, has anyone else taken an interest in the other, the other states and the you know nearby communities? Yeah. Or you, you, go ahead, talk. Yeah. Go ahead. I, thank you. I have sure. representation in California. Her name is Chloe Chung. She represents Bijou's bill along with her dog, Miss Trix. Isn't that beautiful? And Miss Trix is the California ambassador dog for Bijou's bill. Oh, beautiful. Mm-hmm. We're going to look that up. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, each state, and, and she's wonderful. She has an Instagram page. She's actually um, going, she's studying animal law at Cornell University, and she promotes Bijou's Bill in the state of California. Okay. Chloe Chung is her name. All right, we're going to... Chloe Chung, and her dog is Miss Tricks, M-S-T-R-I-C-K-S, Miss Tricks. Okay, so so basically, to to uh, wrap it up, you went to the first thing you did is you went to visit your assemblywoman, your assembly person. What's and she, her name? She deserves some credit. What's her name again? Say your name yes, again, if you would, Rosemary. Her name is Assemblywoman Valerie Veneri Huddle. Can you spell it for us, please. Sure. Her first name is Valerie V V A L E R I E. Her last name is Huddle. H U T T L E. Okay, but you were fortunate enough, though, to go and, and for her to, because here in California, I don't know that it's uh, an assembly person is likely to, unless so they have a dog, yeah. unless they have a dog. Right. <laughs> exactly, no. unless she, and she had a, has a dog, that's right. But, that's um, right. so, uh, I, do you suggest that if the assembly person won't sit down and listen to you, to go to step two and just collect uh, signatures and uh, get a petition through that way? I mean, what, what does a person do if they can't get through their assembly person? Yes. So, what they can do, if you go to bishusbill.com, right. on the bottom of the first page of that website, they can actually download the bill, the okay. actual bill, and bring it to their state representative, okay. whatever right. district they're in, right. okay. uh, whatever court they're in, and, and they will take, the, you know, they have to listen to their constituents, and their constituents will have to uh, propose this bill to put up for introduction into their state. Beautiful. Right. So that's a how-to. That's it's already listeners. pre-made. You'll yeah. serve as an inspiration. You give the recipe to others. But there's a, also a petition she's wanting people to sign. Is that correct or not correct? Uh, I yes. On com, there is a petition that's going around that talks about what's going on. Um, so far, I've gathered uh, 170,000 signatures. Wow, listen globally. to you, Rosemary. You're amazing. You're phenomenal. 170,000. <laughs> wow, no, really, that's great. <laughs> I like people who actually just don't sit and talk. They're, she's Please. a doer. You know, they do, these people do something. Tell us your website again. What is, say that again. Bijou's, Bijou's Bill.com. Go ahead. Bijou's Bill dot 
bijoubill.com. Excellent, excellent, excellent. She's just amazing. And if there's anything that, that I can get across to, to your listeners, yes. I don't know who's listening, but if there's somebody really special out there who wants to help sponsor this bill and take this bill nationally, um, I can always be reached anytime at this number or at my email address at bijoulaw at gmail.com. Um, we're looking for somebody who can really take this bill nationally. Amen. We don't give out phone numbers, no phone so we'll just put Bijou's Law at G because you never okay. know what freak will be listening. Yeah, we have we have once in a while yeah. we have one or two freaks listening. Nope. So, <laughs> nope. well, I, I'm all over the internet. It's not like somebody can't find me. Well, know. that's true too. You're on and Facebook. Yes, you are on Facebook, and your Facebook, website is very yeah. clear. What um, an inspiration you are, Rosemary. You're, you're great. Oh, I, I really appreciate it. I appreciate your support. Oh, absolutely. We'll do what we can. So thank you very much. Um, and uh, let, let's let's keep an eye on this bill in the Senate, and maybe we'll uh, we'll follow up in a few months or in, in the summertime and see what happens. I but, think uh, this will go national. I got a sense that it will go national. She's but I would follow up with yeah. my assemblywoman and just kind of get a pulse as to what's going on and what the you know what 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 are the options of what's what would happen, what's going to happen in the future. Rosemary, thank you very much for hopping on the show at the last minute. Good luck, and you are an inspiration to all. Really yeah, amazing how one true. regular person can make such a big yeah. change. And you know, bijou, which is a French word for uh, jewel, as you know, is uh, resting very peacefully in uh, in dog heaven. Yeah. So thank you very much. Thank you, Rosemary. Really we'll follow up. And again, we're both. If you have need any legal help, whatever you you know you know how to find me. Thank you. Thanks, Chris Rosemary. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, one person. inspiration. You see that? One person. One regular person. And she just never gave up. You never surrender. You keep pushing and pushing. And when she sued them in small claims, they came... They, they, they had, you know... I mean, they could have said, where's the proof? Where's this? Where's that? But no, they just... They wrote a check, and that's it. But she didn't stop there. She She's kept going. She's going to take on that filibustering so. senator in the upper house in New Jersey, Sweeney. Yeah, so and, I, I, have good, uh, I have good feelings. I have a feeling that this bill's going to pass because it's not one stupid senator who's going to stop something. It passed in the legislature. Right. So anyway. Well, great success story. It's good. time to and wrap we'll it up. Yeah. Just letting you know, we do have um, – we are giving out um, Ingrid Newkirk's book, Animal Kind. So uh, – what do they have to do to be eligible? All they have to do is, uh, we already gave a She's few She's the out. founder, by the way. Not everyone knows who Ingrid Newkirk okay, is. fair enough. Founder and president of PETA. Correct. So all you have to do, we've already given a, a few book books. out there. We have 10 books left. Just be, email me, nancy at animallawlawyer.com. We will ship you her new book, Animal Kind, free of charge. Give us an address where to send it, an Amazon lock or whatever, if you think we're, you know... Um, thieves or criminals or or you know uh, Boston Stranglers or whatever and all you all we need is a name and an address and you got the book we got 10 books left so Nancy at animallawlawyer.com and we thank you for your time time really flies around here and let us know your comments there's limited stock on hand depending on the you know how many people I don't Go know. We might, yeah, yeah, limited stock right. for sure. Actually, yeah. by the time we, uh, by the time we finish this show, probably the books will be yeah. all up. So, um, email me now. Thank you very right. Thanks, much, folks. See you next week. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye.
You're listening to Animal News Magazine with Nancy DeFabio, only on L.A. Talk Radio.